I just don't understand why I can't bring up. Why can't I, I bring up? Uh, why can't I bring him up? I just don't want you to. Uh, not today. I, Next, at some point, maybe we'll have an opportunity to like, discuss him in full, but not today, bro. Come on, man. Legends need to be discussed every week possible. You need to make sure that these people receive their flowers. I don't. I just don't understand why I can't. This is this is going you don't, you don't to be think an epic. Flowers yet? That was a while uh, ago. So if he hasn't gotten them at this point, think, you got to think about it. What's the reason why he hasn't gotten them at this point? It could be a T Pain situation. You never know. You think, Maybe so he's he not opening his DMs. Oh, you, you never, you never know. Uh, imagine, ima- imagine a legend like Mario Chalmers oh, and ends up not seeing his DMs. Why can't we talk about Mario Chalmers? Because I, I just don't see the purpose on like <laughs> June twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, right now, right here. For what is what? I, I mean. I'm, There's so many great things happening in hoops, and we got to I mean, bring is, up. Mario Chalmers. This is gonna be a. It's it's gonna Call be a, a legend, right here on RSPN. Is that a in lie? Front of, in front of a guest. Is that a lie? I think I think. Well, this this, this guest is going to be able to I tell think. you everything possible about Memphis basketball and everything that goes around, especially with the Memphis Grizzlies. And although the Memphis Grizzlies are not involved in the NBA playoffs as of right now, he has many different views that we're going to discuss this week on. RSPN because I think for the most part this week I want to say a lot of the news and the headlines almost eclipsed the conference finals talk. I don't I don't want to say it 100% uh, did, but we have a lot maybe to ta- actually talk about and uh converse about this week. But before we do so, let's welcome you to another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. This is episode 33 of RSPN. To your right is Jeff. Yeah. To your left is Mark. Why do you sound so? De- why do you sound so defeated already? You started this shit off with such like you try you. I feel like you just tried me. How did I? What I you didn't know, even you do. Know how, you know how I feel about that man, right? When did you have an issue with that man? Like you can't say his name. I don't exactly. I don't, what is that? I, I don't know. I I feel like we need to move forward before I just I leave. Well, you're not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't get up and leave this week. Come on, now. You you no, I, ju- I you you leave with just like I, he did I, me I, and I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I'm only joking. But no, Let's I don't. Be- want, I don't want to talk about Mario Chalmers today, y'all. Okay. 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 We don't. We don't have to talk about. We'll leave Heat Legends. In another area. Let's, let's, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's 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 say the name of our guest. You have heard our yes. guest on. Season two of the Check Fade podcast that, of course, you can catch right here on the Elite Media Group, as well as the Core 4 podcast. He is a member of the Elite Media Group, as well as SB Nation's Grizzly Bear Blues, which you can read all of his work on their site on SB Nation for the Memphis Grizzlies. But he is here with us this week to discuss many different things that are going on with the NBA playoffs going into Possibly, I'd like to say it's going to be our last week of conference finals talk, whether it's the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference, as well as many different news headlines that have shaken the NBA up this week. Bryce Hayes on with us this week on RSPN. What's up, bro? Appreciate y'all boys having me on, man. Absolutely. Bryce, would you disagree that uh, Jeff has said that discussing Mario Chalmer should be a, a felony? A felony? Why are we know, going just... Why are we circling back? <laughs> I just had to ask. I just had to ask because like, as somebody that is aware of Memphis in the studio, like like I said in pre-production, it's a felony down here to mention his name, even though he played oh. for the Grizzlies for a year or two. But 
Nationwide, I don't think Mario Chalmers is going to bother people that much. See, uh, Jeff has said it's a felony. I, I, I just don't, be, I just don't understand why he's done nothing to anybody. Uh, yeah, what's what's going on, man? How you got? How you got doing this? I'm about to start out. Yeah, would, so, you, would, you, would, you, would you rather talk? Would, would you rather talk Euros over Mario Chalmers this week? I mean, that's an easy yes, bro. I don't know why you asked me that. You should have said something like way different, you know, like the BT Awards over Mario Chalmers. I would have thought. I, I don't. I don't even want to talk BT. I didn't get oh, BT Awards. Saying, I think. I, I, I think I'm over. I think I'm over. Well, I don't want to say I'm over BT I, I Awards, but it's like it's not a. It's not a. a, a it's guaranteed not a watch not for a me pillar? right now. Not a pillar. Yeah. A pillar. That's a good. That's yeah. a good way to describe a it pillar. Is a, it is not a pillar, but you know, shout out, shout out BT, man. I, I heard. I, I heard the show was decent. Awards more than Chalmers, though. I, I heard the show was decent on Sunday. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna find a way to to rewatch it. I don't know if they no, do replays do or anything of that nature. It, it's that, not bro. that serious. It's not yeah, that relax, serious. bro. Don't do that. But I, you know, I, I saw. Uh, I think Tyler's performance was like the only thing that I actually saw, and I was just like, Twitter, so. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I, I, I watched that because of Elite. Yeah. I only watched yeah, that because of Elite. Like I, I wasn't actively trying to watch the BET Awards. It used to be a premium <laughs> television. <laughs> like up until like the age of twelve, but outside of that, like it's kind of gone. Oh down. man, twelve! Damn, that makes me that makes me feel. Uh, yeah, we up there. It's gotten kind of stale the last couple of years. Just a bit. Well, even though time is winding down with what remains in the NBA season, as conference finals will again more than likely be wrapped up by the holiday weekend as July 4th is this Sunday, stories outside of our current playoff scene continue to keep the NBA atop of all of the sports news tickers. And there's so damn much. I don't know where we begin. I think, where should we begin? Let's start with the easy one. Let's for one, congratulate the Detroit Pistons. They have officially acquired the first pick in, in, in the in the NBA draft. Yeah, congrats. Congrats to Detroit. Man. Good for them. Good for them, absolutely. You know, they get to make up for their sins of Darko Milicic and hopefully not mess this one up. Don't mess this up. It, it, you know, you have, some, you have a few obvious choices, I would say, but, you know, whoever they get, I just hope the conversation is there with, you know, with the kid, like, hey, you know, we want you and we want you to lead this franchise. Like, it has to be one of those things because, uh, you know, playing that city recently isn't the most, like, hopeful situation. So I think they just got to bring the right kid in who really wants to, like, be a part of, you know, be a part of the brand. In Detroit's case, are there still multiple options that they have to weigh? Because from what it looks like, Kate Cunningham's already said that he's... The, Detroit's the only place he's working out before the draft, so I think that's to tell you where at least his I, mind is, or probably yeah. where Detroit's mind is. Yeah, well, Kade he is, said Kade he was only guy. working out for one team. Mm-hmm. You already know. You already know what that. He means. said the film speaks for itself. I'm only working out for one team, <laughs> yeah. so I don't blame yeah. him. But that doesn't mean Detroit can't pull a doozy on us. Even though I don't think they will. No, I, I think Kate. I think Kate is the one. K would have been the one if you know a few teams grabbed that spot in the lottery. So um, I mean, it'd be good for him. Like I said, I you know you got to go in that situation knowing what you could possibly have to deal with for a little bit. And shout out to Reese Holiday for his NBA draft top ten. You can check it out on the Elite Medium. You can go to medium.com forward slash elite dash media dash group. He's talked very well about Kay Cunningham. He has already stated that his nickname has been numero uno for the past three years. And I don't see too many mock boards, any mock drafts. Uh, swaying away from that there has been maybe one name they definitely have other choices as far as just like talent and being successful in this league but i would say you know 
Cade is is the clear number one in, in my opinion. If you know Timberwolves had that, I, I that's who I would want as well. But you know, man, I, again, it's Detroit, bro. It's Detroit. It's got to if if it's Cade, he got to know what he's ready for. Mm-hmm. In the situation, if it makes it a little bit better, they did draft well last season. I think they had what two All NBA rookies. Yeah, like they like they got decent guys on the team. It's just Detroit, and they haven't been good since Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Tayshawn Prince. Like I mean, it's a long it's, time, bro. It's a long time. They had like one playoff run in between, but they it's been a minute. So he's got to be ready because it's going to be high expectations. For a team that's not really built to really go anywhere yet, mm-hmm. but shout out they to Reese though. I'm, I got a couple articles I got to write for Grizzly Bear Blues soon. I'm gonna try to show him some love in the articles too. You know, yeah, we, he's we put run, on for we the run together. We run together. I gotta show, show my brother some love. Let's yeah, absolutely. The NBA draft will be on its way at the end of July on Thursday, July 29th. Whoever gets chosen as the number one pick, I think it's pretty solidified in it being Cade Cunningham. But two through 14 for the remainder of the lottery have all been pretty much swapped throughout. All many different opinions, thoughts, games watched, uh, games that they might be styled after as far as our current athletes in the NBA. And you'll read a whole bunch of it for the next month wherever uh, you choose to read what you are going to be reading about for these young rookies but i think that's the easiest thing that we have this week where else uh there's a chance there's the chance that our first ever between you and i jeff our first ever disagreement on rspn may lead to the longest three-year slow burn storyline i did not expect it to 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 happen this way but for those that have not been listening to rspn from uh its initial season its first season on uh, God, that was a SoundCloud days. Jesus, you remember? I mean, the it, it, <laughs> you remember I, we were look, on the SoundCloud? Really, I, I just, I try to act like it didn't happen. It did happen, <laughs> and it happened for a little bit too. But hey, man, you know that was some of our roots. But in that time span, Mark and I got in this weird situation uh, when it came to talking about two specific point guards. And it, it it involved it involved Jeff trying to get me banned from Miami. Thankfully, Trait Daddy did not ban me from Miami after right. this after this episode because I kept things fairly cordial between what we talked about between Goran Dragic and Damian like, Lillard. Like, look at it now. Like, let's look at it now. Like, it's hilarious. Okay, it's hilarious no, 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 with twenty twenty one goggles. Listen, yes, listen, listen, listen. Let's look at it right now. Okay, okay. Um, let's tell let's tell people what the argument because you hear those two names and I mean, I'm sure people are asking what the hell kind of conversation did they exactly. have? That this is so I'm funny. Wait, 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 wait. Look, look. I, I'm gonna I'm play devil's advocate. Drogic was hooping at a point. In time. He was. He that, was. He, okay, he, that, okay. Let's preface it, but with facts. Thank you. Okay, that's fair. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I have no issue with that because I, I I agree. But. But. The question that happened in season one, Jeff had asked me, we're talking about the Portland Trail Blazers, <laughs> a Portland Trail Blazers that three years ago are in, I would say, oh, the same man. position that they are now as far as difficulties oh, yeah. getting out of the first round of the NBA playoffs outside of one year where they made the Western Conference Finals. Jeff had asked me, if you could trade Lillard for Dragic right now, would you do it? And I said no, because... <laughs> because what? Because... Adding Damian Lillard to a team with Luke Babbitt, Wayne Ellington, 
Rodney Magruder, uh, D. Waiters, Hassan Whiteside. The difference. uh, So you just didn't want to do it because because the other teams. We had said we had said or I had said specifically adding Damian Lillard to that team. It's not going to be like a huge difference where Miami makes its way to the NBA Finals. You might as and, well and just keep a Goran Dragic. I understand that is that. hooping right now. I understood that, but I was I was also speaking in the, in the perspective of his age and what he was going to be. And yes, we were so focused on. Goran I was focused on. Dragic. I was focused on right now. I, I was Goran focused on Dragic. Miami isn't doing shit. Miami is not doing. But like as much as people expect I with just that. a complete point guard swap, and I and I under, and I understood that, but you know. Exactly. You weren't doing shit at that point with him or without him. So you might as well try to make that push to make that happen. Now, I that's neither here nor – I mean, it wasn't going to happen no matter what. We just had a conversation about Goran Dragic and, and Dame. But and it's point- one of our – it's one of our most historic disagreements that are on our one of our few probably probably disagreements that are on uh oh, yeah, I guess. RSPM. But now three years later, Damian Lillard has completely made that entire conversation embarrassing to even talk about, which is yeah, just yeah. which is just fine for in you. my end. For yeah, yes, yeah. yes for me, yes for me. Yeah. But now the rumors surrounding Damian Lillard's eagerness and his possibility to request a trade are now showing within the past uh, week. I'd like yeah. to think that it has always be, been here for the past uh, couple of years just based on the struggle that he's had with staying in Portland, being very vocal that he is going to stay in Portland and try and make things work uh, the way that he would have loved them to work out in Portland. So it might not be something that is brand new right now, but mm-hmm. uh, the problem is, at least in Miami's case, when it comes to the chances to get Damian Lillard, which from what I've seen in some reports are fairly high. Uh, every team, I think, is going to be uh, testing yeah, gonna the waters, whether or not they even have an opportunity to do so in the first place. Sure. I can tell you one is not testing the waters just because they don't have a chance to do it. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. And well, anybody I mean, that, that gets on a trade machine that conjures up a trade, you're wasting your time. It's not happening. <laughs> but like, like, yeah, let's what, be honest here. It's, it's not happening. It's all good. You guys have a phenomenal player in John Murray. We do. We and do. but it is but it is trade machine season. So I completely yeah, understand it. People gonna try. It, People gonna try. Yeah, exactly. Trying it and getting their and getting their quotes off and getting the retweets off or their likes or whatever laughs uh, is going to be something that you're you're going to see as we get some more uh, free agents. But Sam Quinn of CBS Sports wrote a ranking of literally all 29 possible destinations for Lillard. Um, let's run through this list. He got too right. much time at work. All twenty nine. Yeah, I'm about to say got, I wouldn't have did. Do the top ten, bro. Twenty nine. <laughs> top ten, dog. I mean, I mean, hey, it might uh, there that's could like, be some. That's like football where they list the top fifty safeties for what, man? It's for that's what? <laughs> You're not worried You're about not the 50th safety? Yeah. No, for what? The 2019 okay. doesn't have a chance. You're just writing words now. Okay, so let's let's cut some fat out of out of this CBS Sports article. He put it out into eight tiers. Uh, the eighth tier, Lillard probably would not be interested. AKA, there's no way in hell he's going to these. Uh, that's the Cavaliers, the Pistons, the Kings, the Magic, the Rockets, the Wizards, the Pacers, the Spurs, and the Hornets. I'd like to say those are. I'd like to say those are pretty accurate. Um, you don't want to play Lamelo. You don't want to play Lamelo. Hey man, that's that seems like fun basketball to me. Lillard and Lamelo, oh, two, two dudes pulling up from forty. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be. I think there might be a new be team magic. that he could pull up for forty with instead of uh, Charlotte. 
I'm just saying, throw the ball to Michael Bridges, pull up from 40 with LaMelo. That 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 sounds like fun to me. He actually did write Lillard and LaMelo ball will be league pass darlings, but their defense would be <laughs> yeah, worse right, than Portland's just hey, was. So that fair. might not be a good idea. Uh, let's yeah. let's go to the seventh tier. Lillard probably wouldn't be interested, but could maybe be convinced. And that is Jeff, your Timberwolves and yeah. the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Yeah, I, I figured we'd be in there. Um, there's some some options I've I've heard about. Uh, obviously, regarding D'Angelo Russell, um, I would obviously be open to it. I think actually would be it would be fire over there with us. As far as the chances of it happening, I'm not sure. But him with Anthony Edwards and Carlton Towns would be really good. I think we'd win some real games, but. Uh, I'm not going to like go too crazy about the feeling of it or the possibility. I don't think it is going to happen. But yeah, I think there's we have we have work to to put in to make it happen if like he wanted to, which is nice, but it's a nice feeling, but I don't I'm not sure about that, buddy. Now the 6th tier, uh a tier that does not have the assets to trade for Lillard, that is the Brooklyn Nets, the Utah Jazz and the Chicago Bulls. The fifth tier could probably make a trade for Lillard but don't want to. That is your Phoenix Suns, your Atlanta Hawks, and your Denver Nuggets. I think that's pretty uh, straightforward. You have what you have with Chris Paul. You have what you have with Trey Young. You have what you have with Jamal Murray. That is not going to uh, uh, sway anything that is there. Uh, The fourth tier, they don't fit in any other tier. That is what Bryce talked about with the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, I was wondering how how we got this far without the Grizzlies being (laughs) broke. What does he see that I don't see every night? He said, let's call this the most realistic long shot. The Grizzlies don't have an obvious centerpiece to this deal. Jaron Jackson Jr. has the upside to fill that slot, but would Portland want him given his injury risk? He's due for a contract extension as well, and he's far better suited to a secondary role. They'd likely prefer a safer option here, but Memphis is so deep in terms of assets that could choose to blow Portland away with volume. Look, man, we got a stadium. We got a studio right down the street from the stadium. That's about all we can offer Dame that he ain't got. To, to put the to put the next name dollar out, bro. Yes, that's about all he can get, man. Let's, he let's can drop some real. new shit in Nashville. No, he would not fit in, in Nashville. <laughs> Daisy Duke, Daisy Duke's a cowboy boost doesn't seem like James type of style. Now he get he might, in the studio with three six and crank some up, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure Juicy J won't won't turn won't turn down a nice little Memphis bag. My money bag will be in his ears as soon as he touch down. So, hey, if he want to do that. I won't mind having Dame in Memphis, but guess what? I know it's not happening, so I'm not even getting my hopes up. Now, the last three tiers, tier three, would only have the assets if Lillard forced the issue. The Milwaukee Bucks, the Dallas Mavericks, the Los Angeles basketball team, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Laker fans have been um, flirting with the idea of getting Damian Lillard as a uh, new point guard, but they flirt with a very large amount. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's not uh, that's not surprising to me. Um, Sam's bringing up the names of talent uh, of talent Horton Tucker, Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl Harrell, things that you could throw to Portland uh, in exchange for Damian Lillard. But I highly do not see these things happening unless Lillard says I want to go to L.A. Well, that's what we need to that, that's what we need to avoid. Right now. Fringe contenders, if the top five teams pass, these teams are in the running. The Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics are your fringe contenders. I think people have given a lot of uh, love to the Heat for uh, they brought up old tweets uh, of Damian Lillard's. They've brought up 
different types of things that you can or players, I should say, that you can pass over to Portland uh, players specifically that are brought up just about every week in the Houston trade, uh, but could probably make a little bit more sense sending them over to Portland for Damian Lillard. And it would definitely help uh, 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 the point guard situation that is happening here in Miami, although people really love Goran Dragic, you want to be able to make sure that this is not something that uh, uh, he has to be the focal point of it. Why do people love Goran Dragic? How dare you? Move on, Mark. How dare you? That is, a, that is, a, that is an all-star point guard. How dare you? Move on, bro. The love, the love can they can recover from that, bro. The heart will now, heal, bro. Now here's where uh, he has listed these being genuine favorites: the five top teams. That Damian Lillard can go to the Toronto Raptors, the New York Knicks, the New Orleans Pel- the, the, the New Orleans Pelicans. Excuse me. <laughs> you didn't even want to say their name. The no, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. Did it? Did it cross yeah, me over? Did reading New Orleans cross me over? It didn't. It didn't cross me over as bad as this one did. The Philadelphia 76ers are number oh, wow. two on this list. Number two, right? Really? And the Golden wow. State Warriors are the favorite team for Damian Lillard to go well, let's, to. Let's look at it. They, they as far as trade value, it's there. You know, as far as a team saying, "Oh, you would give me this to do this," I think that's probably why they're they're up there. But you know, this is exactly what I talked about with Philadelphia, right? Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake! Wake! Wake up! Out of your sleep! Wake up! I need to play this for all NBA media. Can I just play it one more time? Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake! Wake! About the fit, about the fit of the oh the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yes. I, I wasn't really buying his uh, his his explanation of how Curry and Lillard can make this can make I'm this. Gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you why it can work because the D'Angelo Russell thing worked. I think Dame and Steph could figure it out. Where like, hey, you pull up from so. forty this time down the floor. I got you next time. Hey, I got you on the next 40. <laughs> step, Clay on his 20. All bro, right, I let would, him get his 20. I would love to see it. I would love to feel like it, it's really that's that's the way. But I just, I feel, I'm so unsure about it, bro. I would rather it not happen. I'd rather Neil Olshay figure it out in Portland, get him an all star up there by any means. But I ain't too confident in that happening. I guess, they're, I guess they're confident in saying, hey, Carmelo used to be an all star. So, that's your all-star. Get over it. But, hey, you know, they've kind of reached their ceiling in their current iteration. I hate that because their talented team is just yeah. they don't have enough to get past the first round. They really don't have enough to get – even if they got to the conference finals, I don't foresee them beating, like, either team that's left currently. And, of course, four times. all of that involves one thing that – I think is going to start off a lot of these articles with Damian Lillard, with Damian Lillard. All of this lies on the fact that Damian Lillard has to ask for this trade first. Like it, it, it does not start without his frustration getting all the way to its boiling point, which in this case, from what reports have showed, they've used the terms as eagerness, win now, your usual things that you hear from athletes when these reports start coming out that promised that they're not going anywhere they're staying where they are so on and so forth but things can literally change in an instant we've seen them with Kawhi Leonard we saw the response that came from that we've seen the response with Paul George we saw what happened with that uh it was what was it the 11 year anniversary 
coming up in the next week or so of LeBron James's decision. One of the hugest yeah, things, yeah. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. Uh, it's about to happen soon with Zion Williamson if that goes. It's about to happen yeah. with Luka Doncic if that goes. Yeah, these Crazy times we're, we're coming on. Now, granted, Zion and Zion and Luca have not even had much of an opportunity to promise a city anything so far no, as of right I now. Mean, I mean, they're, they'll, they're they'll one year, two year people as well. When that time arrives, as far as the e- contract, so exactly you, know, you have to think about that. Exactly, but Lillard, I'd probably say even next to Giannis, has been one of the two people that have been very, very vocal in wanting to stay where they are and keeping things done. And now, granted. As Giannis continues in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, based on the news that we have with the Atlanta Hawks, there is a high probability that Giannis is going to see an NBA Finals uh, for the first time in his career. But even if he gets the opportunity or even wins the NBA championship, I think that's going to be one of the hugest things that people uh, champion him for. He did not leave in many opportunities where he had a chance to do so. Right. Got his championship, and that that those types of things mean more to different fans of basketball than others do. Some fans could could, could give two shits about it, but I think in Lillard's case, it's going to be something that's different if he chooses to do so, just based on the fact that he has been very adamant in making sure that people know he wants to get things done here in Portland. But as these things get to different challenges and different stories, what can you do? Well, there's not much you can do. And it's like what Bryce said, I, they've kind of just ran through their cycle of this is the Portland Trailblazers that we tried for a few, for some years now, and it has not worked. And I think he sees it. And, you know, this probably could happen a lot sooner. He, I know he was on his loyalty horse for a, a long, long time, and I respected it. And I, I still do. And that's why I know we had kind of discussed a few weeks ago on here uh, the chance of him saying, hey, I want out, I think at this point, we respect him to the point where, hey, everything that you said about the loyalty, we get that if you have to push that out the window and go get yours. Because, I mean, I'm not, it's not that he, he hasn't been around a good team, you know, all the time, but they haven't necessarily, like, done things for him to, to you know, take it to the next level. It's kind of the same old, same old. Um, and I think he's just seeing it. Also, I'm he wants to get a little further in the playoffs make a difference for another team in a different way, a new offense, new city. I think he needs it. Would I prefer he stay there um, if they could get somebody who's, you know, just as attractive as the two main guys over there? I mean, sure. I, I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm cool with, like, one-man teams. I don't think it happens a lot all, at all as far as the NBA is concerned nowadays. But uh, I think he's worthy of that. But, man – you have a lot there's gonna right now he's the sexiest prize on the market as far as you know trying to reel in a guy who is literally complete you know Mm -hmm. like he's gonna he's going to take you to a new level if you already have stars on your team right now if you're trying to you know take your team to the next level get there to the finals or you know even that 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 extra round in the playoffs it's there and the league is changing you know, right now, like things are, things are happening. So if you're going to make a play mm-hmm. or if you can make a play, I think you have to go in no matter who the, the, the target is, as far as what team wants him, you gotta, you gotta go for it. He's, he's Damian Lillard. Now, Mark, I'm going to circle back to what you said. Now I commend both of them for staying. Cause like you said, they could have asked out, but there's a, a long time between, ago, but there's a difference between what Dame's going through and what Giannis is currently going through. 
Milwaukee mm. went and got him an all-star in Drew Holiday mm. to put alongside mm. himself and Chris Middleton. Portland is kind of ran with the status quo of they're going to be a year older. They're going to get better. They'll make the leap. Well, they're not making the leap. So, something's got to change. They've got to be a better defensive team. They've got to score when it matters outside of Dame. Like, they've done all they can do. Like, the, the shots are cool. The highlights are great. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If you want to win a championship, if that's your actual goal as a team to win a championship, something's got to change. Do I think C.J. McCollum is going to be there long term? I don't. Yeah, I think that's we're getting there. We're getting there. But something's got to change. I know he's, they're they're tied to these guys. They're they've tried to be loyal to the soil, but the soil is running dry. It's over. It is. It is. And if the past five years of difficulty for the Trailblazers hasn't made things any worse, this week might be the week to set uh, shit off. It's probably the biggest thing that we have to talk about this week as far as divisive NBA talk because. That shit was on slick, Sunday. Man. Oh man, the Trailblazers. Come on, bro. The slick, the, the what? The slick tweet from Damian Lillard. Yes, man. Like, yeah. the, the I whole, mean, he tried. He tried. It didn't work. It didn't work. But the whole rollout was slick. He did try uh, putting an opinion towards the news that we saw on Saturday on Chauncey Billups being the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. He's one of the four coaches that we have that played a little bit of musical chairs uh this past week and some of the openings that we've had as far as being a head coach in the nba but it's led to the hugest divide of nba conversation that we'll see for the remainder of the season now lillard was originally okay with how the news was reported but a lot of fans were not in lillard's favor as he talked about the coach hiring. He went on Twitter afterwards and said, really? I was asked what of coaches I like of the names I heard or what coaches I like of the names I heard. And I named them. Sorry. I wasn't aware of their history. I didn't read the news <laughs> when I was seven to eight years hey, old. Man. I don't support those things, but if this is the route y'all want to come at me, say less, say less. Dame said, look, bro, honestly, Anything that happened when I was like, however y'all want to talk about this. When shit, I was bro, playing right? PlayStation, I, I didn't, I didn't know. Me, uh, I, I highly doubt. I highly doubt it that. It meant nothing would. to me. He's just saying it meant nothing to him at that time. I mean, if you ask, you ask any player what coaches they like, they're gonna tell you, right? Yeah. I mean, it's are they gonna be like, uh, my publicist said I can't talk about that. No, bro. I mean, it's just a regular question. Like, coaching is a, a huge a part of basketball, so. They asked them. Obviously, they're in a situation where they need one. What you, now, what Dallas, you want to say? Dallas doesn't need to go into the second stage of denial yet in regards to possibly losing Luka Doncic. We might have a little bit more time with that. But Rick Carlisle has left that burning ship. He's gone, and he's moved to Indiana for greener pastures. They replaced him sure. with Jason Kidd, who just like Chauncey Billups, has numerous stories at his uh, front door. Sources have told Tim Cotto of the, Athletic, of the Athletic that Kid plans to add J.J. Barea and Jason Terry to his coaching staff. That is encouraged by the Mavericks special advisor, Dirk Nowitzki. So that is very interesting that Jason Kidd gets in, and uh, we are setting the 2011 Dallas Mavericks as, like the, uh, as the coaching team for, for Dallas. I don't know I- if that... I got a question. Makes Luke a whole lot happier. Are we afraid of that? I got a question. I'm not afraid of no goddamn Dallas Maverick. I got a question. I got a question. Like a kid in the back of class. Sure, sure. So, well, we just saw from Dallas as far as uh, Lucas screaming at everybody and 
them not necessarily advancing far and people seemingly being upset. Yes. I know Jason Terry can coach. Like, he went to Arizona, did his thing. We don't know what J.J. Barrett can do as a coach. Is uniting the 2011 Dallas Mavericks supposed to be the buffer for, like, hey, I, I, we know Jason Kidd is a fuck-up, but, you know, this is the last time we really knew glory. So we're going to put them back together. <laughs> we're going to ignore all the bad shit that yeah. happened before Jason Kidd got here, including abuse that we kind of threw under the bus. Yep. We're going to ignore all the bad shit that just happened literally before we hired him. What else, like, bro? Hey, we got the 2011 Mavericks back in the office, including the face of the franchise, Dirt. So y'all going to ignore it and shut the hell up. Is this supposed to be Mark Cuban's rollout for this? Uh, that's how that's how damn bad Dallas is. I feel like somebody who was in marketing that that sounds like a stupid ass idea to me because all eyes are on you and you all you did was United team that won a championship and we don't really know how this is going to work. Jason Kidd has shown no chance of success as a coach. Now you've got Jason Terry who hadn't coached that long, but I mean he he showed you coach JJ Morea who literally just stepped off the floor. What are we doing now? As a as a Grizzlies fan, I'm already sizing out the banner. I'm sizing up the banner. I saw Jason Kidd as the coach. I'm like, okay, I'm not scared of New Orleans because they're in flux. Houston is terrible. Houston's food. Dallas. Now these guys. These guys might be food, especially if Luca finds his way out. That's what I'm saying. So the Grizzlies are the only competent team in that division now. So I started sizing up the banner when I saw Jason Kidd got announced. The division is really y'all. Like, you know, I'm not just saying that because you're on this show, bro. Like, we all saw what happened, you know, in this in this playoff. Right? I mean, they yeah. finished two. They finished two games out, and Jaron Jackson Jr. was hurt all season. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, more you power to Mark that. Cuban. More proud of Mark Cuban, but they they on some shit down there. They on some shit down there. Some and then this, and then this coaching standpoint, even he has a past that has been questioned in inquiry of other candidates, mostly in high interest of the next chapter of those who are invested in Becky Hammond's coaching mm. career. So, there's been That's a lot of controversies on why Chauncey Billups was chosen why Jason Kidd was chosen. Um, I think Rick Carlisle is safe. He went to a very safe place in Indiana. Um, there won't <laughs> be too much. There won't be too much noise over there. You can do what you that, would huh? like to do over there with their stars. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I, can, I, don't, I, can, I, don't, I don't, I don't think there's an issue it. with that. Get your bag. Then get Becky. Huh? Pacers didn't want Becky. Hey, well, man, y'all get y'all shit off about this because I'm. No, I'm no, look, yeah, soap, we, I'm getting on the soapbox for this. We spoke, we, look, we spoke to Bryce before the show started, and he he does want to discuss this this uh, Becky Hammond thing a little further because um, I think it I think it is I think it is something that is that is important to talk about as Portland is now going to be doing a whole lot of PR to answer the questions that a lot of NBA fans have as to why. SI.com wrote a couple of hours ago, actually, and reported that the Blazers' background on Becky Hammond was not complimentary of coaching abilities. Bro, uh, they said per, she's just not ready yet. Per Bleacher Reports, cool. Jake Fisher, the Blazers' background info on Hammond from the San Antonio Spurs cast doubt on her ability to manage day-to-day coaching responsibilities, concerns also voiced by other personnel league-wide. Hammond impressed Portland officials and was generally liked among Blazers staffers. When Portland reached out for intel from San Antonio figures, the background on Hammond was not nearly as complimentary pertaining to various aspects of day-to-day coaching responsibilities. That sentiment has been echoed by sources around the league. I think it's a little bit difficult for me to try and picture that the San Antonio Spurs are going to tell the Trailblazers, hey, 
is not as easy as you think it's going to be. And Greg Popovich seems to be one that is very, very vocal in those types of standpoints. I don't know if he's even going to have high interest in wanting to push that uh, to Portland in any types of regard. No. Look, to me, the statement was just Portland saying, you know, we don't think that she's ready to take on this yet. Not mm-hmm. saying that she won't be. She's she's going to be a head. I think we all know at this point she's going to be a head coach in this league at some point. Correct. Uh, and and you know I, she could deserve that right now. Portland saying just not for us. It, it doesn't make sense for us. The better decision that we think is to go this route. And you know we're gonna have a, a bit of a cloud because I don't know if maybe some people are just looking to or I don't want to say some people, but are we just looking to check off a milestone in the league? Mm-hmm. has you know, it got I'm, has it got there yet though i don't i don't, for... I don't know i don't know and she's deserving like she's a head coach she's going to be a head coach a hundred percent hundred percent i don't know if the if the story is as big as like it's being made out to be per usual obviously um it's just a coach that a team passed on and these things happen every year um the issue it's not really the issue but the thing this time around is um she's Greg Popovich is, you know, protege, and mm-hmm. she's a woman as well. And, yeah, we want, to, we want to see women, you know, develop in the league, obviously, in office roles. It's only best. And like I said, I, again, I think she's absolutely ready. And there, yeah. have, been, there have been many uh, uh, Greg Popovich proteges, those that have sure. been around Popovich that have, have thankfully made their way into coaching positions. And we're going to shout out. She's going to be no different, man. She's gonna be no yeah, we're going to shout out Emei Oduka for, for being able to be uh, the 18th coach for the Boston Celtics. Uh, not mm-hmm. the first black coach, Jay Williams. I'm sorry. It is the uh, <laughs> it is uh, not the first. It sure does feel like Jay the first Williams, with some Jay things Williams, that hey. go up. I don't, yeah, yeah. Right, you know what? Right. I don't blame Jay. Hey, it sure does right, feel like right. it. Yeah, yeah. Right, hey, you know right, what, Jay? Right, you know what, Jay? Right, I'm with right, you, Jay. Right, right. Where Jay, where, you, Jay? Go to school? where Jay Williams go to school, bro? Oh, man. You're going to make it that? Wow. You're going to make it that? Oh, you circle all the way back. Jeff's <laughs> hatred, Jeff's <laughs> hatred knows dude. no bounds. But, but Bryce, how does, it, how does it feel with the con- How Where is this headed with the discourse that it. happens with not only inclusion for head coaches that we want in basketball from a race perspective, from a gender perspective, but mostly from, I would say, the, the, the bigger name that gets included in just about every head coach conversation right now that happens with Becky Hammond. Can, can I put on a master class real fast? Absolutely. A master class? Is there, is there a master class? Uh, uh, I, I could drop the music on it. Let's drop the master class music I, on I, it. I, I might need a funk flex bomb once I get through with all this. Like, a flex bomb? We, we tell them the truth today because a lot of this has been nonsense. First off, we're, we're going to go back to Chauncey and we're going to put all this together. There's a fine line to walk here as far as everything that's been discussed around the Portland job, Becky Hammond, Jason Kidd, all of this. And a lot of people have failed at it because some people are sincere in what they're talking about. And a lot of other people are just pandering to get the retweets and the quote tweets and all this stuff. Let's start with the biggest elephant in the room. There is a long overdue reckoning coming as far as the elevation of abusers and rapists in the power structure of the workforce and sports and across the pantheon of corporate America. Mm-hmm. That we can all agree on. Absolutely. Chauncey and Jason Kidd did some horrible things. That Chauncey, more than Kidd, that got swept under the rug. Because guess what? I've been on this plan since 1998. I didn't know about Chauncey Billups stuff until last week. This guy swept under the rug. He's been on TV. He's played in the league. He's been on Team USA. All that. 
I didn't know about none of that until last week. And mm-hmm. what, for whatever reason, they decided to go at Dame about not knowing. Fine with that. But guess what? He just didn't know. People didn't, didn't know. know. Nobody knew until he last week. Know. I understand the sincerity of the situation. Listen to women. Hear women. Understand their stories. Hear them out. I get all that. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you I do. But we as the public, we're not owed anything. And I saw that as a sentiment from a lot of people on Twitter that, hey, they messed up. So we got to hear them say something. No, we don't. We're not owed anything. The victims are. The people they work for are. We as the public don't have to know shit. I'm sorry. I know social media has increased our access to these people, but guess what? We are not in these people's lives. We don't have to know shit they do. Absolutely. And I don't think Chauncey or or Jason has said has said even anything. I mean, I know I know that from a Chauncey's perspective, this is going to be a story that he would have had to tell to get a job at ESPN, uh, to get a job with the L.A. basketball team, to get a job in Portland. So this is something that I would assume Chauncey has Chauncey has told from a story perspective to get jobs, but obviously not on social media. Jason, I don't think they've even had much conversation i mean obviously the uh uh when when he decided to be when he when he, when he decided to crash his car in 2013 and when he was thrown uh was is a is a was a story that ended up getting him suspended uh right. but the abuse that he had with his wife in 2001 i don't i don't think he has told too many stories about that from a public perspective but i could be wrong i have i've never heard him i knew it happened I've but heard. i've never heard a public discussion about it and I think from, I think from, that's from the thing that, that I think I think that's the thing that frustrates a lot of people the most. A lot of these types of cases when it comes to sexual assault, you will not hear these stories until until years at end. And some stories don't even get uh, told in the first place. So a lot of this can be shocking for those that put Chauncey Billups and put Jason Kidd in this in this amazing limelight. So back to that. Some people ask, how do they keep passing the vetting part of the process with these type of allegations on their rap sheet? One, that's an issue where you look at the patriarchal structure of this system that they inhabit. But on the other hand, people can grow from these horrible situations to be better men. That's where the nuance is getting lost in social media because everybody is trying to act like these people can't grow from the situation. That they're still the same person that happened in 1997, 2001, and so on. Guess what? People aren't the same as they were yesterday. I'm sorry. I know there's serial abusers, there's serial rapists, there's all that. It's a... It's a wide issue. It's a wide conflicting issue that's complicated and we have to discuss it more. But guess what? Everybody is not the same and we have to quit boxing these people in like this to get our points off. It's a complicated issue. And to point at somebody like Dame that gets out in the community and call him a rape apologist because he recommended a coach, that's not right. It's that's not right. right. That ain't it gets right. A little, it gets a little dangerous when you start when you start uh, going into that regard. That's and that's why I understood, like, Dane was like, all right, say less. He does everything in the world for Portland, from what we can tell. And mm-hmm. just because he recommended a coach, he's a, a abuser, he's an abuser, a rapist, rapist apologist. Like, come on, man. Like, he, he recommended the guy that's going to be his next next boss. He was that's like, bro, I was a kid. Well, how, am I, how am I supposed to, like, you know? A lot of us aren't tapped into that situation. None of us knew. People in the media didn't know. People that worked with him didn't know. So why would Damian Lillard supposed to know this? This wasn't just public information. This wasn't the Kobe Bryant case where like everybody knows this happened. This is something that happened in 1997 when he was with Boston that most people forget he even played with Boston. He just didn't know. It's part and even of it. and, 
and even imagine imagine that with Kobe. This is this has been something that as as horrible as January was at that point in time, even on his death day, there are people that do not forget that report because those types of things from hearing about what happened in Colorado ended up affecting them and so much. And as much as everybody did not what I, I can't tell you a single soul around the people that I follow that wanted to hear that at that point in time, because people were just literally wiping tears from their face, not yeah. from their nose of everything right. that happened on that day. Yeah. I broke down at work. A, yeah. At work, I broke down. I only met the man for five minutes in my life and I broke down at work over what happened to him. As much as as much as you don't want to hear that at that point in time, it is but damaging to try and silence that right. point of, of the conversation. Right. Like it's something that needs to be talked about more. We need to be get more comfortable talking about it because guess what? There's a lot of people with this type of stuff on their rap sheet and we're going to have to come to terms with that. And it's going to come out naturally. And exactly. Because even because somebody asked why Sam Cassell hadn't got recommended and guess what? Literally two tweets under that. He's got some type of allegation. Guess what? People aren't perfect. Players fuck up too. Players fuck up too. There's plenty of shit on these people's rap sheet. Quit putting these guys on these pedestals, pedestals expecting them to be perfect. They fuck up and we got to come to terms with what they did. We got to discuss it because that's part of the discussion now. And it's pro- we're probably better off for it because we let too many people rise in these systems that are fuck ups. And they look down and condescend people when they got skeletons in their closet too. And I know he, I know you had brought up Robert Kraft as an example, as right. far as having high, high power positions, even with allegations. And I think those are the types of things that make this such a difficult conversation to have. Because from an NBA perspective, we have literally spent years wanting more positions of power that are black men. Women, Chris Mack was just on with us last week talking about uh, Carol Lawson. If it wasn't Emeo Duca, yeah. Carol Lawson could have been the next head coach of the Boston Celtics, a black woman. Yeah. I'm getting uh, to her soon. I'm getting to her soon. Just Bryce, oh, yeah, you t- absolutely. Bryce, you talked earlier yesterday. I saw you tweeting when somebody asked you and brought up Don Staley. That, another, another example of us wanting black women that are in different positions right now in positions of power but from a man and a woman's perspective we have wanted this in head coaches executives so on and so forth but this one isn't as easy as to celebrate in the nba's advancements towards progression the nba can't really slap a good sticker on this and say hey look we're getting better because it comes with difficult pasts that 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 really do blur this however when I was reading Deadspin and I saw Julie DeCaro's article, you can check it out on Deadspin on Becky Hammond. It made me realize there's more than I expected or more people that I expected that would rather the league save the PR stunts and save the immediate go tos and hire Becky Hammond because she's the absolute right person for the job. Now, there are still multiple jobs that are available uh, for head coach as of right now. I think Becky Hammond. As far as interviews she has, she only has one with the Orlando Magic. And from an Orlando Magic's perspective, they've already had Penny Hardaway in the uh, in the view for that. So you have Washington, you have Penny, New Orleans. Man. Yeah, it's going to be a tough job to get in Orlando if Penny's involved. Yeah, it's, it's swaying Penny Hardaway 
And Orlando being able to link again is going to be something that's difficult. And again, even if Penny Hardaway gets the head coach, I think you're going to see the same thing that involves that. But I did appreciate the sentiment that came from Julie at that point in time of, of, of wanting to make sure that the women we hire are not just to mark off a checkbox, not exactly. to shove progression and the NBA exactly. being way be better right. than the it NFL be, at this in people's faces. It has to be best for the person, too, who's taking the job. You know, you want to set the you want to set the coach up for success no matter what. It made me think of it made me think of Charlotte Flair. Um, for those that are listening to RSPN and are not very uh, aware of of Charlotte Flair, she is um, one of the most decorated women's champions that are within the WWE. And if you are not tapped into the WWE right now, I'll try and explain it as 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 short and as best as possible. Uh, for the past few years, I want to say seven, eight years, there's been a huge renaissance in women's wrestling. Uh, that have changed things so much so from your previous Attitude Era wrestling that uh, we now have the ability to talk about having an all-women show that is going to be filled with some amazing wrestling if they get the chance to do so. There are other promotions uh, outside of the WWE that are also doing this as well. But from a, a, a quality standpoint of women's wrestling, things have really, really changed compared to how it was in the past 20 years. Uh, Charlotte Flair being one of the top names that are within that, despite any type of allegiance that you have to, to any wrestling promotion or mm. wrestling show, they asked her her opinion on having an all-women's uh, show or an all-women's paper. Oh, well, they've already had an all-women's pay-per-view, uh, multiple all women's pay-per-views have already happened. Uh, WWE doing that with Evolution a couple of years ago. But an all-women's show, Charlotte said, would an all-women's show be great? Yes. Would another all-women's pay-per-view be great? Yes. But I'm in the mindset that I want to be on the card with men. I want yeah. to be on the card where there are eight matches, and I want to be the best of the night, no matter the gender. I don't need an all-women's show or an all-women's pay-per-view to highlight my performance or skill or being a lady wrestler. No, I want to prove no matter man or woman, I am the best. I think it's great, but I don't need an all-women's show to show I am a great wrestler. Now, granted, those type of shows can do a whole lot for the women that are not Charlotte Flair, but Charlotte is not wrong in that sentiment of wanting to be better than any gender possible on her show based on her statistics based on her qualifications based on everything that has made her one of the most decorated women's champions that we've ever seen i think people want to see that conversation go more towards that way with becky hammond i don't think people want to 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 just have this name added to all forms of conversation and head coaches. But again, we are still in an awkward area with the NBA where we want a lot of inclusion for a lot of different people. And to see this, to converse about this with many different fans uh, that are involved in the NBA is going to be something that's going to be divisive. I don't know if we, I don't know if we see the end for this for a decent amount of time. No, it's going to be something that continues. And it, uh, I think like Bryce mentioned, it's a natural progression. We have to talk about it to get past it. But um, and just in general with making sure that we include the right people into these jobs, whether they be black, white, you know, man, woman, there's going to be people that missed opportunity just because of fits too. You know, like, I just want, I want coaches, no matter the gender, to be put in the right place to be successful because the league is going through something right now. We're about to lose, you know, some of these, 
uh, legends that we kind of grew up on, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce, I know you're a little younger than us, but in general, you've seen it too. We're about to lose some of these guys, uh, and we have this new wave of talent. For sure. And and in that process, in that process, you know, I want the coaches to be just as fired, just as high. I can't wait till it's diverse. You know, we have uh, women out there. You know, more black men out there, and it's like really competing. Teams are getting better. Players are getting better coming out of school. It's only it's really the product is gonna be it's always gonna be the alpha sport, but it has to be done the right way. And like you said, Bryce, the only way to really get past it is to have the, the proper conversation to even get there. So um I, I just I think the league is in good hands, but I'm I as far as circling back to Dame, man, and, and the statement, I feel him, you know. Like I I think it was a bit harsh on the fan base to kind of come for him in that aspect. It's not like he read that, skipped over it and said, Yeah, I want this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, right. he just did not know. And it's, it's plain and simple. I think Becky Hammond, again, will, she will be a head coach for sure. Uh, where, when, that's, you know, that's a, a whole nother story. But, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for the situation. Can we stay here for a second, though? Sure. Now, I want to preface this with, because I know how people will go, I'm not putting this woman down in any way. No. I'm and I'm sure. not pitting any of these women against each other before I go on this whole soliloquy about this. Now to Becky yeah, I, don't, I don't think any of us have done it. I don't think any of us have done that so far. We've uh, talked about look, this as as I know, clear I, as possible. I know y'all won't take it that way, but I know we have an audience, and I want to make just make stuff clear. Disclaimer: that's not what's happening. <laughs> a quick disclaimer on it. Okay, yes, let's see. Because I know how people clip stuff and try to do do people when that's not how this stuff is going. Now, Becky Hammond, who's become the face of progressiveness in this league, we don't have to use her to diminish others and make her out to be a martyr. That I don't think. She is, so let's take a step back. Yes, on a micro level, feel bad for Becky Hammond for not getting the job. Allegedly, the Spurs reviewed her, and it wasn't as glorious as some people want it to be. And the PR has generally said it's going to be that she's this next great thing in coaching. The Spurs review didn't say that. It was a shock to some people. It wasn't a shock to others that, that knew some stuff that others didn't. That's a different story for a different day. On a macro level, though, let's look at it for what it is. It's always going to be hard for a woman to get a job like this in a male-dominated field, no matter how progressive we want it to be, especially in a profession that's literally called a boys' club. Let's be honest about this when we're talking about it. We've been screaming about black coaches' opportunities or the lack thereof for years, and now we're painting a a picture of Becky Hammond being oppressed because she hadn't gotten a few jobs? Come on, people. Kara Lawson coaching the NBA. What does she do? She went to Duke and took took their job. Neil Ivey worked with the Grizzlies right down the street from me. What did she do? She took over the Notre Dame job. There's no boo-hooing about them not getting an NBA head coaching job. Teaspoon is in NOLA doing her thing. Don Staley's been coaching since for 17 years. There's no PR campaign for them to be the first one to lead an NBA team. Mm-hmm. In life, guess what? Becky Hammond benefits from affirmative action more than anyone on this podcast, any of the accomplished black women I just named, even Ime Udoka, who just got the Boston job. White women benefit from affirmative action and rules like the Rooney Rule all the time. Even though a lot of people don't want to admit that, it's the truth. I went to school for it. Look it up. So as much as I'd like to see her on the sideline, I don't think it's as much she's getting a token treatment. She's simply not getting the job, and that's fine. Mike Budenholzer with the Bucks. He waited 18 years before he got his shot. Why is she supposed to be any different? They say she can't run a practice, apparently. Guess what? She's got time to do that now. She didn't get that job. Maybe she'll get another one this summer. Good for her. But this pity party that we're throwing because this woman didn't get a job is not necessary. 
I promise you it's not my intent to put that woman down. I'm not trying to do this crab in a barrel mentality because guess what? That's not going to get more black male coaches, black women, or women in general on the sidelines. But we got to pull out from this Hammond Center coverage and look at the bigger picture on why this stuff is happening. And I think people feel uh, almost like a sense of comfort in knowing that even if these things don't work out, Becky Hammond has a very, I don't want to say, I don't want to say comfortable because I wouldn't be 100% positive on how things go in the future with San Antonio, but she has been one of the head honchos in San Antonio for a decent amount of time. Obviously, Greg Popovic is getting a whole lot older. There have been some things that have went on within his life for the past decade that we thought things would be ending a whole lot. um, Well, from a head coaching perspective, that he would have stepped away from the game for a decent amount of time. But he is he is still here. He's still the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. He's one of the bigger voices of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, And we are not 100 percent positive if there would be a Roy Williams situation or there there would be a Coach K situation with Pop anytime soon. He could stay for, 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 for another couple of years for all I know. But hopefully it doesn't get into an uncomfortable position where people ask Greg Popovic to step down in the position to get Becky Hammond uh uh uh, the position that she is i I would say is 100 percent clear that she is going to have the day that greg popovic does it but i hope it doesn't get uncomfortable to a point where they start telling greg to speed it up no let's not do that you know i i think greg deserves to play until he feels like he's done you know so be it and um you know i think the bottom line is we will see we will see uh progress um, especially, you know, in, with women coaching in this league, I, we're there. I think it will happen soon, and that will be great. Yeah. Um, but I, we need, we definitely need to go about it uh, as smooth as possible, and not overreact to certain situations or certain people not getting jobs or certain young men who uh, were just kids uh, when some shenanigans happen with their new hire for their coach that they had no idea about you know and if you want to come at him and call him ignorant or whatever for not knowing i mean that's a whole another conversation but i I just think like uh we've we've been super harsh in this whole situation uh but do your research on jason kidd uh for sure do your research on chauncey billups for sure um because it is important to know these things but the fact that you didn't know at that moment is not it's un- it's understandable. I was just about to be 100% horrible and make the joke drink man, drink man because of the spilled drink on the court. But maybe I shouldn't say that uh, regarding Jason Kidd. Jesus no. Christ. No. I just avoided uh, I just Override. avoided a uh, a very a very huge slip up there. No double. Quickly, bro. No double. No double on Andre. Um, no on Andres. Now, as all of this has happened in the. NBA so far. Again, we also do have conference finals this week. The final days of the conference uh, finals were literally recording in between game five of the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles basketball team. So we will not be able to report the winner, um, at least of this game. I think between Bryce, Jeff and I, we are uh, feeling the same way of who the winner is going to be of the series, but possibly not what happens with uh, game five. The Los Angeles basketball team is up 10 at halftime. And by the time that you hear this, you will already know who won game five based on the fact that it happened last night. But even with that, I think the W tonight means a whole lot for each side of the pendulum. Obviously, the Los Angeles basketball team continues to stay in the Western Conference Finals if they do win by the time that this is over. But for the Phoenix Suns, 
they make the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993. That's got to be huge for those that have signed. Oh, God, Devin Booker just hit a crazy three to end it at the half. So now it's 59-52. So uh, for for those that have jumped on the rally of the Valley, I think it's, it's, it's going to be something that, if it doesn't happen tonight, it's going to feel like it's going to be in the coming days. Unless I could be wrong on the Los Angeles basketball team wins 3-1. But do you see that happening, Bryce? No, it, no. Hopefully this not. is hopefully this is over tonight. On, yeah. If not, That's it's over in six. If it is over in six, I think that is that that is very good. You get you give media at least a large amount of time to to draw up the stories. I don't even think they 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 need too much stories drawn up. It's Chris for Phoenix as of right now. Chris Paul's yeah, story. All of it's been uh, <laughs> all of it's hey, been uh, Chris Paul uh, DeAndre. <laughs> DeAndre Aiden away, came man. up and said, uh, this has been oh, the most man. important player he's ever up, played man. with. Come on, bro. I thought you were face turned for Chris Paul. I am. I I told you. It, it's it's halfway turn, honestly. I'm still kind of rogue right now. But the thing is, there is this story that's starting to twist around the league, like about about Chris Paul or about not not necessarily about him, but just how we how we feel about him. You know, mm-hmm. we get our Twitter jokes off on the man. I still think that he's a bit of a dirty player. I probably always feel that way. But there's a lot of smiles when discussing Chris Paul nowadays. I see, open up to Chris Paul, point God. And I've even said. Why, do you want to see pain? No, bro. I mean, you know what I mean? Hey, shout out campaign. That's Memphis Finest. Shout out Los Angeles. No, I'm not necessarily saying that. Pain, pain. Hey, man, when he's on the floor, they play a little better. Bro. No, I'm not Cameron Payne. Do you want to see pain in people's faces when they oh. talk about Chris Paul? <laughs> no, not, not Cameron Payne. We're talking about young Cameron, bro. I mean, I do. Share, I do share love for Cameron Payne. His 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 uh his first name is a is a is a name of champions. Right, I should say hello. Yeah, great, good job. <laughs> what happened? All right, good, good job. Good I one. can't say that. <laughs> what happened? What I do? <laughs> is that not is that is that not the truth? Okay, go 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 on go on about about what uh, the pain the pain that you want to see people. Uh, I don't Chris necessarily want to see. I don't. I don't necessarily want to see people in pain over Chris Paul. I'm just saying, like, let's not forget. Tone, tone it down. That's what you're saying. We got to tone it down just a little bit. Down. You know, uh, one one point. God tweet off this playoff round. That's it. And the whole playoffs postseason. You can only get one out. One but it's gonna continue. What is gonna continue? Obviously, Chris oh, Paul no, is is still scared shitless because even after Game Four, he was like, "Please do not bring up three one. I will literally throw up on this court." So uh, he is not feeling very well as of right now. If the Los Angeles basketball team clears it up right now, obviously it's still. It's still 3-2, but Chris does not want to entertain any form or, or, or faction of a Game 7 even having the chance to happen for Phoenix. Nah, man. If Chris Paul blow this, he got to retire because that's just too much. <laughs> that's too much bad luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's too much bad luck to one man. He didn't want to call it. It wasn't so meant for So it's just him. State Farm commercials going forward? Hey, man, there's a bag there. There is a real bag there. There's a bag there. Let's cut that too, man. Let's cut that out, man. It's been too long. (laughs) What? New mascot, man. Bring in the new mascot, bro. What are you doing? I mean, they do have Sabrina Ionescu, but why do you want to throw Cliff Paul away? Yeah, give Sabrina the entire bag. (laughs) And let's just move on, though. You want to make a Katrina Ionescu? Is that what you're saying for Straight Farm? Something. Something has to happen. I'm I'm a uh, kind of message your theory here. Because oh, guess no. what? Even if they take out the State Forum commercials, he's going to be on somebody's sideline within a year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so know, you can. It's on Maritime, so he's telling us how to trip players. <laughs> what? We only, only be that quick, bro. 
I thought you were going to borrow from referees. You're borrowing about dress. Uh, there's a no, lot of people that are dirty. Plays, man. You haven't seen a dirty plays. Nah, but he's, he's too big of a player to be that dirty. So you don't what? So so are, are you talking about in the literal sense, or are you talking about the figurative sense of Chris Paul being wow, one of man, our uh, he, last he legends left? He was being green. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm making. I'm, I just want to be. I just want to be aware of what you're talking about here. That's a mark. <laughs> I just want to be aware. Of, I just want to. I just want clarification of what you're talking about. Why would I? Why 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 would I slander the short nigga coalition? I'm a card carrying member. Chris Paul has 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 done great things for the Sun this, this past season and this postseason. Okay, but let's tone it down just a tad bit. Devin Booker is playing out of his mind. Yes, He's different. He's different. He's different. But there has to be something that comes from DeAndre Ayton saying this is the, this is this is the most important player I've ever played with. Right? DeAndre Ayton is like seventeen, bro. What <laughs> does he know yet? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But no, I no, 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 don't try, don't try to hide it. No, I'm with, I'm with Jeff, man. Let let these young boys shine. Quit trying to make make Chris Paul out to be their daddy. Yeah, just like come on, let bro. these young boys shine. Chris Paul playing fine, but the whole he they dad angle that it's got to stop. Yes, I, I understand yeah. leadership mean a lot to a team, especially a young team like Phoenix. But this angle is taking some nasty turns, and we gotta realize these grown ass men out there on the court, not fourteen year olds. Yeah. Well, Chris Paul's leadership has already become a has already become a meme on Twitter. I'm sure that's going to uh, continue throughout the stories that we uh, will see if the Phoenix Suns uh, have the opportunity to make the NBA Finals. But they have the highest probability to do so out of the four teams that we have left in the Eastern Conference Finals. Things are a little bit different because tonight's Game Four uh, could either produce a separation that is going to be damn near impossible for Atlanta to come from or to come back from, or they can go two two. And the next three games become a best of three, and we get some highly entertaining Eastern Conference basketball between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. But things are a bit different. Milwaukee's up 2-1. Chris Middleton damn near dropped 40 points. I still hate Chris Middleton. Uh, None of this has swayed me. Uh, He is still one of the worst people to use in 2K. 2K will not change Chris Middleton ever. I don't even think in 2K22. That is how I will determine my feelings and my passions about Chris Middleton. I'm not, I'm not buying 2K this year. So what? I promise you. I promise you. I gotta that's get one. Cap. For, that's cap. Wait, I you're got one for the PS5. Man. That's the only reason I'm. Yeah, that's cap. Oh, what? So now you're not buying 2K22. I don't. I bought this one just for you, right? I think. I, think <laughs> I forgot you bought it just for me. We no, didn't even yeah, play you it. Forget that. You forget that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we played it twice. We played it twice. We had a good it classic. Three times. It was a good classic. I'm not so you play. didn't like playing my player this year. Mark. I thought you showed me the I thought you showed me the pink of you on the face scan and you loved it. Because I looked good, bro. I wanted everybody to see it. Oh dear God, because I looked but good. Like, I really like I just did it. I did it for clout, bro. Damn, I did it for clout. I, I did it for clout. This is that this is crazy. just unbelievable, Jeff. This this is unbelievable, Jeff. That's nice. I, just, I bought nice. 2K for clout. Bro, I wanted to just take I just wanted to scan my face so I could see myself in a video game. And once I got that thrill, I got a few pics, a few screenshots. I sent it to y'all in the RNC group chat. Niggas got a kick out of it. And I moved on. I think I, I matter of fact, I'm not even sure how far. I probably uninstalled it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 2K is uninstalled not, not, for me so, too. Yeah. 
but the more like the hundred gigs, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I mean, I've told, I've told, I've said that before. Two K literally eats the fuck out of your hard drive. I have way too many games to want to play oh, wow. to have two K sit there for one hundred and twenty plus gigs uh, for me to not play it because I'm not playing my team. I'm not playing my career. I'm not playing. I, I probably did a little bit of ranked before I actually uninstalled it, but I'm good on two K until. Uh, 2K22 comes out, but who knows what that's going to look like? Because that's going to be our first. Uh, what say? I'm good on it in general, man. Well, in Chris Middleton's case, <laughs> I'm already giving spoilers. He will still be trash and will still be slow in 2K22. So I'm saying that right now. But in the real world, thankfully, in Chris's case, the Milwaukee Bucks are up to one. He is considered Giannis's closer. So much so that Giannis has said. Whenever he wants the ball, I give it to him in late game situations because Giannis has not been the most. <laughs> I have uh, to. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's not like he's making the decision. You better, you better listen to, you better listen to Mike and give that shit to Chris because he's the one. He's the one that's gonna be hitting the threes, not you. He's the one's gonna be hitting the free throws, not you. Don't throw that shit up. Now Barkley has said this series is over and that this series will end by Thursday. And if Trey's bone bruise appears to be more than what it currently is, unfortunately Atlanta's red hot run ends in probably the most. Probably in the worst fashion, right? I feel I'm sure I feel like Hawks fans feel extremely bad in this case, but being three games, even if it ends in five, being three games away from the NBA finals is is something that you could hang your hat on, especially with the way that the beginning of this season went for the Atlanta Hawks. Look, man, I'd be sick. That's an anticlimactic way for a season to end if you haven't been to the finals since the civil rights movement. Start. Yep. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, neither have the Bucks. They're both. They're both doing civil rights battles right now. Like, bro, to be three wins away and your point guard hurts himself stepping on a referee's foot, and you haven't been to the finals since 1957. You know how upset I would be. But I, I feel like. Everything with Nate McMillan, okay, you're going to keep Nate McMillan for, I would assume, is going to be a very nice extension. You, there's there's no way they tried. There's one, you want to see, you want to see, you want to see Coach Twitter burn? Have something happen to Nate McMillan in the next two years. People. That's a, that's a, that's a black man in America, man. You, you cannot. Man, man, me. man. <laughs> you think Atlanta's not gonna yo if Atlanta does not take care of Nate McMillan there is no way they make it out a lot there's no way man you cannot fool me I've I've tried to believe that's the case that's a black man in America they will put another coach in there in a hot minute and give him credit I would oh my god I would turn shit upside down if I was Nate but from an, from an Atlanta Hawks standpoint I'd like to think that Nate stays for a decent amount. You have Trey Young, who is a 22-year-old, now star in in mm. in ways that people did not give him the credit for uh, a, a couple of years amount. ago. People are still going to be salty and say, oh, well, what's your definition of star? Or they're going to do uh, what uh, you're going to see currently, I think for, the, for a good amount of time still, uh, continue to compare him uh, with Luka Doncic and compare both of their roads when in actuality it looks like one's going one way and the other's going the other way. Uh, so things could happen differently for Trey Young, but at least from an Atlanta standpoint, this keeps him away from the conversations that Zion and Luka are in right now because as you get that close to an NBA Finals, I don't think Trey feels it in himself to want to try it elsewhere. Nah, they they got a, yeah. they got a good group. You just got to keep them together. The, the, real quick, the Luka shit, bro, like, what, I mean, 
what does that trade even look like if he wants to? I don't, I don't. I just can't see it happening. That's all, man. I understand like all the all the noise about it, but like it would just seem like such a huge. As far as Dallas losing him or him or him requesting a trade, man, like both, bro. Like, you what, never know. I know you never know, but bro, that's like that's a massive deal to get off. You they already know. got one the of... Miami Heat photoshops going. The Lakers. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of his one of his us uh, Slovenian heroes could end up, you know, just giving him a phone call and just say, "Hey, man." Um, Let's get out of here, guys. Let's wrap it you up. Know, uh, <laughs> wait, where are you? What? what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't cut the light. Hey, cut the light, bro. Hey, he cut my mic. Hey, he cut my mic. Hey, hey, let it be known. He just cut my mic. Dial it up, man. We're getting we're getting deep right here. Every episode, Mark gets at least 45 seconds. He week. just cut my mic. You know, all right. You know what? Days left to conference final basketball, but we're guaranteed a huge narrative will end with whoever wins the NBA championship this year, whether it's the Phoenix Suns. Whether it's the Milwaukee Bucks or whether it is the Atlanta Hawks, we will see the final days of conference finals basketball. I don't think we go to RSPN next week with a game seven that we have to watch. So that will set us up for some good NBA finals talk as we get closer to the end of this season. But let's get some shout outs out before we jump into all around the world and get out of here. Uh, Shout out to Diana Taurasi. She is officially back for the Phoenix Mercury. She's been out for a decent amount of time, but she has returned to the Mercury and she is the first WNBA player with 9,000 points and counting. She was already the scoring leader for a decent amount of time and will continue to raise that even higher. So shout out to uh, Diana Taurasi. Speaking of Diana Taurasi, very controversial uh, standpoint for those who looked at the women's USA national basketball team. So I will shout out Derek Fisher and Shanae Ugomike for calling out the women's basketball team for NECA's snub, of course, Shanae's sister. Um, there's some questions as to why NECA has been snubbed out of the U.S. women's basketball team. Bryce, do you uh, share the same sentiments? Do you feel like a lot of the more older uh, stars that are on the USA basketball team right now could have been swapped for a WNBA MVP in much easier fashion? I think Hove put it the best. Politics as usual. So some some old cats could have called it. You know, we got. I mean, Candace Parker really didn't even get consideration. You got somebody like her that she pretty much didn't she lead Team USA to a golden something, and was the WNBA MVP. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. she mm-hmm. didn't make the team. Like it doesn't make sense. But you know, it's also out of our hands. It's out of my hands, and we all know the world is extremely political. As far as stuff like that goes, yep. so it, it doesn't surprise me. But you know, it'd be like that. It'd be like yeah, you'll that. see the yeah, you'll see uh, more conversation that continues within the women's um, USA national basketball team. The men's USA national basketball team has officially been announced as of yesterday. I've seen the Bam jersey. I might cop. I don't know if anybody else is going to cop some USA jerseys. I gotta get another one. I'll agree the last one I had. Oh, you have one already? Which one do you have? I had I had a LeBron one back in the day, but. You know, mm. you, you get older, I don't know if I want this one. Grow it. I don't know if I want this one. <laughs> why don't you want? Why don't you want this one, Jeff? After after this is America, you don't want this one. Oh, after God this is America, God I really gosh. handled that. That's that's a great segment I did. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm say, you got know, it. You got it. You know what? We could hit up. We could hit up Adam. He'll get you a free one. Oh man, uh, you know I I got Nike. We got Nike plugs in RNC. We you got Nike plugs. I don't have I. I don't even buy shoes anymore, bro. What? No. Didn't you just have the Travis Scotts the other year? What are you talking about? The other year. Exactly. The other year. I do have them. Thank you for noticing that as well. 
Thank you, bro. You and Cyrus were the only people that hit. I was so sick. Oh my god, I was so sick. Yeah. But I hit in a different way. It was it was different. Me and Cy- well, never mind. Now I almost had something else. But you know what? What were you gonna bar up Cyrus? No, no, I would never. Me and Cyrus have have had a nice like bromance this past few weeks. But right now, oh, bro, cute. I'm really not. I'm really not buying shoes right now. Honestly, bro, like I, I'm like I've been on like a manga like binge and uh, back on the video games, obviously because I have to compete. Not really compete. But I see you absolutely killing it on Twitch. You thought I was gonna. You thought we were gonna end the show without me saying something. Well, I wanted. I wanted to also yeah, shout well, out those who. <laughs> I wanted to. Sh- out of here, I, wa- <laughs> I wanted to shout out. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna shout out. I was gonna shout out those who pulled up during the first affiliate weekend. Listen. My love is here for everybody that the came first. Through. The first affiliate weekend. I look. I was asleep. I'm gonna be straight up with you. <laughs> You got, watched me bust. Up. You missed me busting my ass between yeah. twenty different nine hundreds as Apparently, as one touch. of the hugest Tony Hawk players of all time ended up watching me. I saw that. Bust I saw my that. Ass. And, and and I and I look. I woke up with a text from Scott, and Scott was kind of he kind of like told me the situation because he was up in there, and I was like, and I think that's when I texted you like a little bit after that. But bro, I mean that's incredible, bro. Like that's big time, man. It's it's so fantastic. I, I literally got happy for you so quick because I know like how bad you wanted, and you know, Thank you, obviously you're perfect for it. So like it was awesome, and I've kind of just been buying games. You know, we we have our own little thing that we're we're figuring out on the yeah. inside of all this. But uh, yeah, it was it's really cool, dude. So expect yeah, exciting exactly. Because we were kids once, bro, and mm-hmm. we were told to get off these things at a certain point, and like you know. I mean, y'all know how we came up. In I'm tired. It was a different time. I'm tired of seeing Ryan's toy review make five million dollars. I'm tired of it, bro. I'm tired of it, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah, we're gonna do. Yeah, we're, no, gonna, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna do some tired. great. We're gonna do it's some awesome. great things with the uh, with the channel. So thank you to everybody that did uh, pull up. Lastly, let's get to all around the world and let's jump up out of here. Mark has six thousand people in that motherfucker. No, I did not. After being vaccinated. Safely, possibly, first get the shot. All right, tonight, very, very easy. Game four between the Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Expect games to alternate as we find the Western Conference champion, if it's not already done uh, by the time that we end this show. And the Eastern Conference Finals. If there is a Game 7, it will be on Monday as we record for your next RSPN and get closer to the NBA Finals. So expect uh, to hear from us in any form of capacity next week, of course, as the season gets close to ending. Uh, tonight in the WNBA, however, the Liberty Face the Dream at 7 on ESPN 3, and the Sun Face the Mystics at 7 on ESPN 2. So that is two games as we have Game 4 uh, between the Bucks and the Hawks for the NBA tonight. So the alternating days will continue for the NBA Tomorrow for the WNBA, the Sky will face the Wings at 8 on CBS Sports. The Minnesota Lynx will face the Phoenix Mercury at 10 on CBS Sports as well for a little doubleheader action. And the Aces and the Sparks will face each other at 10.30. Aces had a hell of a fucking week. Two overtime yeah. games. I saw Liz Cambage had 20 fucking re- rebounds. Bossing niggas up with the blocks, strutting on the it? blocks. Aces... I didn't. I, I, that's why I told you it was gonna be too easy it's to cheer be, for the damn A. It's too easy to cheer for the Aces. I know. Let's get on the show, man. But thankfully, uh, thankfully, the Atlanta Dream is getting a little bit closer. Thursday night, you got the Sun and the Fever at seven on Amazon Prime. Only one game on Thursday night. Friday night, you got three games that are on between a CBS doubleheader of the Sky and the Wings at eight. 
the Aces and the Sparks once again at 10, both of those on the CBS Sports Network, and the Atlanta Dream face the Seattle Storm at 10 on Twitter. Saturday night, or Saturday afternoon going into Saturday night, you have three games that are on schedule. The Sun and the Fever face at 1 on NBA TV. The Mystics and the Liberty also at 1 on the CBS Sports Network. And the Lynx face the Mercury at 10 on Facebook. Sunday night, July 4th, we wrap it up with the Dream and the Aces at 6 on NBA TV. And the doubleheader that follows it will be the Storm and the Sparks at 9 on NBA TV. But that's what we have in the world of basketball. At NXT Prodigy to follow Bryce Hayes. Make sure that you tap in with Bryce Hayes on Twitter at NXT Prodigy. Of course, you can read everything that you have heard from Bryce on the Grizzly Bear Blues on SB Nation. You can tap into that with SBN Grizzlies. But Bryce is normally on talking everything that we love in the world of sports as well as wrestling as well. So make sure that you tap in with Bryce. Bryce, we appreciate having you this week. Uh, Any shout outs before we jump out? No, man, I just appreciate y'all having me on. Got to kick with y'all for almost an hour and a half. You know, talk some shit. Enjoy each other's company. You know, appreciate y'all boys. That's what's important. Thank you, especially for this holiday. Everybody enjoy your holiday weekend. Hopefully it's a little bit of an extended weekend. Hopefully you get some barbecue, some form of food, some form of entertainment this weekend for your July 4th. Or you could wear your or you could wear your cap and say we are not celebrating it. Either way, I am completely <laughs> fine. I am completely fine with whatever you choose to do, yeah, but you're probably going to be celebrating it in some way. Exactly. Somebody will be on the grill. It's only natural. I, exactly. I it's somebody's gonna grill. somebody's gonna be on hey, the grill, even if it's not Americana it's type celebration. America, Thank you. Thank you. See, that's the type nice, of things man. that get you a free USA jersey. Sometimes it sucks here, but you know what? This is America, bro. All right. <laughs> is that is that is that the is that the uh the tagline going into USA heading to Tokyo next month? I'm not sometimes I'm not it sucks, but hey. I love Tokyo. I got a lot of love for Tokyo. What's up, Tokyo? That sounded so lusty. You know what? We're ending this. Hey, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah.